Well, you're lucky because you've tuned in to yet another episode of the Backstage Experience Podcast. Ta-da! I'm Dave Morales along with David Johnson. And David, I have something that I will proclaim. Something is happening for the very first time in the history. This is a history-making podcast episode. Something happened that has never happened before in the history of David and I talking movies. Actually, David, I'm going to let you say hello to everybody, and I'm going to let you announce what the big history-making thing is. <laughs> yes, like Dave said, my name is David Johnson, and the giant announcement that I would like to proclaim to the world is that I actually saw the same movie that Dave saw before we're recording the backstage experience so that I can actually understand and talk about whatever we want to talk about in the in the show today because I saw Black Widow. How many times in these podcasts have I said, Dave, you haven't seen the movie. I don't want to reveal too much. And I don't have to do that. Although we both cannot reveal anything, as you will hear when I talk to David Harbour in a couple of minutes. We're talking Black Widow, by the way. I guess we should uh, let everybody know this is the Black Widow episode. (laughs) And it's going to be huge. But yeah, now David and I have actually seen the movie before it comes out. And so, and before we record the podcast, which has never happened before, which is going to be just awesome because you and I can, <laughs> you know, make jokes and say things. You'll get what I'm talking about. And it'll be spoiler free because we don't want the Marvel police to show up at our door. <laughs> and uh, as I meant, I said that to David Harbour. You're going to hear that in the interview in a, in a couple of minutes. And uh, yeah, we have the whole cast and you will hear from Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pugh, David Harbour. Uh, the director of the film coming up here in just a couple of minutes. But before we jump into that, you know, I'm just so stoked, dude, because honestly, like you've seen the movie. David went to our we're based for those that don't know. We're based in Houston, Texas. Go Astros. Yay. No, now people are going to hate. Um, <laughs> doesn't matter. I can take it. So the the thing is, is that we did our, our, our one of our first major Houston in theater premieres. Last night, the night before we're recording this episode, David went to it, and I wasn't there, but I was so excited that we were putting people back in theater seats at a backstage OL premiere. Dude, and this is such a huge movie, that really excites me. Let's, before we get into the interviews, so pre-pandemic, we went to like most, if not all, of our premieres, and I remember the excitement and the thrill of being there, you know, seeing it before anybody else, which by the way, anybody listening, uh, we, we do screenings across the, the country, uh, domestically in the United States that uh, listening, just all you have to do is go to backstageol.com under the contest tab. If we have a screening in your market, then it'll, it'll be, there'll be a Dropbox and your city will pop up. If you happen to live in a city that you would like for us to do screenings, uh, send us a note and you can send it to us on our Instagram backstage OL, or even on our Twitter, uh, at backstage well send us a message and say hey i live in wherever we'd like would it be cool you'd, we'd like to go to your screenings and all we have to do is really call the studios and we can get passes for the, around the country anyway tell me what it was like to be in the theater was it, i i don't think they did capacity were there a lot of people yeah there was a lot of people um i would say it was probably like 90 percent full i i would say 80 to 90% full. Wow. And especially for a Marvel movie, that's the environment you want to watch a Marvel movie in. Uh, Marvel movies are most fun when the theater is just about full. Because then every moment that plays on screen not only plays visually, 
but you can hear everybody's reactions, which makes whatever happens on screen 10 times better. So, um, but that's cool. I, I think for a movie like this, you're right, David. You want to see it, you know, with, with people in the audience and get the reaction. Like, okay, so uh, for the after credit scenes, were people just like, oh, yes. snap. Yes, everybody everybody went, <gasps> like everybody gasped and everything. Yeah. And that's when you kind of knew you were like, yes, I'm back in a, like a packed theater for a really good Marvel movie. So that was an awesome moment. So I've been super excited. I want to get your thoughts, and then we'll break the, we'll jump into the interviews. We'll start with the director. But David, I want to get your thoughts leading up to Black Widow. I know you love the movie. We'll talk about the excitement in a minute. But I want to hear leading up to it, because you are a comics fan, no doubt. Tell me leading up to it what you were anticipating. So originally, uh, when the when the announcement was made, it was kind of one of those like, man. I wish I, I really wish you did this in like 2013 or 2014 instead of 2019, I think, or 2020 when the movie was supposed to come out because uh, because of certain things that happened with certain characters in the Marvel movies, you kind of go, well, this seems like a, too little too late. Like, it seems like you should have done this a while ago, but getting closer and closer to the film and seeing more and more about how they were creating this film it was kind of, you know, a much needed jolt of action and a much needed like infusion of a difference of how Marvel is going about certain things, especially in regards to, you know, Marvel has the has the notion it could happen sometimes. It happens to some of the movies where they get formulaic. Well, you know, like, OK, this is a Marvel movie because it's going to do A, B and C, you know, and Black Widow is one of those Marvel movies that kind of changes how they approach certain things. And ultimately, that turns it into a really good movie. You raised so many good points in that. Uh, and then I promise we'll start our, our cast interviews. One being that the timing on this it has been many years. And I, and I almost feel like they expect... I, I can't... I even... Before we started recording this, there's one more interview we're doing with a cast member. I cannot reveal who it is right now. We will tell you about that in an upcoming episode. This one, and a credit to, to what they've done with this film... They've they've tied it together, but you you do have to know some of the backstory, like of when this takes place. And David actually is going to break that down after we hear from the director. So David, uh, that's your uh, that's your homework. <laughs> uh, you can do that while we listen to the uh, director. Kate Shortland is her name. She is the director. This is uh, one of her like this is a huge film for her. She's done other titles. Obviously, you don't just walk into the Marvel office and go up to Kevin Feige and say, "Hey, I want to direct," uh, <laughs> uh, you know, Black Widow. Uh, so obviously there was something that, you know, attracted them to, to, to Kate. She's from Australia. Uh, and we had a chance to talk with her. And I asked her those kind of questions. I'm like, how do you, how do you, where do you start with a massive movie like this? This is the director. That's just cool to say of Black Widow. Her name is Kate Sherlin. And she's joining us right now on the Backstage Experience podcast. How much homework does a Marvel film director have to do to get ready? Do you go back and watch previous films? Do you start reading a bunch of comics? Tell me what the homework is. We, I watched some films, but I also worked with a Russian historian and we went, we backdated. Um, so we went sort of 32 years back into Russian, where Scarlet would have been, where Natasha would have been. Um, and what would have been happening politically and socially in the country and what that little girl would have seen. And then we um, brought her forward gradually 
to what would have happened to get her to America so that we knew exactly what was happening in her life. And so did Eva, who played her as a child. Everybody, and including yourself and myself, is so excited about Black Widow getting her own film now. Um, what was important for you to, for, for you to portray? Heart, um, her humanity, and also to make a really fun film. Like, it was the two things. I wanted to make something with beautiful fight sequences and spectacle, but to always be centered on Natasha and her journey and that she really um, deserves love. Tell me, tell me about your first wow moment when you looked around and you were like, this is really happening. This is so freaking cool. I think it was the fight um, sequence between Florence and Natasha in the apartment. And we ended up shooting it for like two weeks. And it was incredible. It was incredible. Um, and just to see what the girls could do and the stunt people, but also working with the cinematographers and oh, it was just so much fun. You are listening to the Backstage Experience Podcast. My name is David Johnson. I am here with Dave Morales, and we are talking today Black Widow, which is Marvel's newest action film in theaters and on Disney Plus right now. Like Dave asked me beforehand, I did some research, you know, put some Googles out there, and I, I went through, and like Dave said earlier, you can watch this movie and really enjoy it, but if you know some of the backstory and some of the story up to this point, it adds to make this movie really, really good. So for those of you who don't know, this film takes place in between Captain America Civil War, which is the third Captain America movie, and uh, Avenger, Avengers Infinity War. So this movie basically takes place right after the giant split between all the Avengers. They started fighting in Civil War. They all broke apart for a little bit, and this movie takes place directly after that. And there are several mentions of that in the story, and they ask Black Widow's character about it over and over and over again. So that's where the story starts. You, David, perfect synopsis. And and actually, as you as you described it, I'm thinking, oh yeah, that's right. That did because honestly, I went into it. I you know I knew who I was talking to. I knew I kind of got a, a grasp. But if you've also heard me say on the podcast, the Backstage Experience podcast, which you're listening to right now, uh, is I purposely don't watch trailers. A uh, little insight to, to how I cover these. I don't like to be, I like to be, go into these cold uh, because I like to feel the uh, movie uh, experience for the first time. So I, I, it gives me a better uh, way to, you know, formulate, ooh, big word, uh, my questions, you know, with the, with the stars, actors and actresses. So, but this one you got, you have to know stuff. I wish I had, had heard your uh, explanation like you just dropped on us. I wish I had heard that going into because seriously, for the first like part, the first you know chapter of the film, um, you're right. There are so many references to things of, that happened then. I'm like, a couple of times, and it was kind of a distraction in the film. I'll be honest with you, because I had to think, oh, that's right, that did happen. And then you go down that rabbit hole in your head while you're watching the film, but you can't really <laughs> because you need to pay attention. David Harbor, uh, you know him from uh, Stranger Things. We've talked to him. We actually just had him uh, for a, another movie that he has out right now, which a couple of weeks ago. But he's such a cool dude. He, he's such a down-to-earth, just a great actor. So David plays, uh, as I've, I've said on the air, on, on TV, and in our live stream, I don't really want to reveal too much. Uh, David, if you want to maybe say it, you know, dancing around that that spoiler-free. But I, all I've said is, he is a significant character in Natasha Romanoff's character. 
life. Uh, Natasha, of course, is Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow. Keep in mind that also that this is the backstory to Black Widow. Where you're learning more about her, uh, where she came from, and that's where David Harbour comes in. Uh, Russian. Uh, David had to get a Russian accent, which I talked about in this interview that you're about to hear because he nailed it and he explained it. And then also he plays a character, a significant Red Guardian. Dude, can I even say that? Yeah, you, you're you're totally fine. No, his his Russian accent was very good in the movie, like surprisingly good. But yeah, like you said, he plays the Red Guardian, who was basically like Russia's first Captain America. Like Russia tried to... To, Russia saw what you know the United States did with Captain America, so they tried to copy it. And David Harbour plays that character and what that character used to be and what he is now. That's basically his role. Okay, and you should see the the costume. Perfect. That's a great way to say it because I don't want to come out and say really, you know, <laughs> who he is. Uh, so anyway, uh, the costume is so cool. Uh, the Red Guardian's costume, and and David has some funny stories to talk about uh, that in the interview. So let's roll it. David Harbour, you know him from Stranger Things, and now he's a Marvel fan. Uh, a Marvel star, he is also a fan, trust me. And uh, he's also going to make uh, a reference to the Marvel police. He laughs in this interview when I bring that up. Uh, we're talking Black Widow, and you are listening to the Backstage Experience podcast. How long and how difficult was it to master the Russian accent? Uh, I mean, you know, it's hard. There's a lot of sounds in Russian that we don't make in, uh, you know, an English American dialect. Like the, this is all like all this different stuff at the back of the throat and with the different embouchure and stuff. So it was, it was actually really surprisingly hard. I thought, you know, it, it was very, it was very hard. Uh, I worked on it, you know, for, I guess I only really had a couple weeks in pre-production to work on it. And then throughout we kept at it and we'd have the dialect coach there. And I, I feel like I tried to do as, as best I could, but it's a definitely a tricky, tricky language, tricky accent. Tell me about what you can about the red guardian costume. Oh God. I loved it so much. I mean, if you ever get a chance for the Marvel people to make you a super suit, jump at that chance. It is, um, you know, it's, uh, it's just, I mean, I'll tell you like the specifics of it. It's just extremely well-made. It's really easy to move in, really easy to work with. The headpiece is all functional. Um, there was, and there was even something like just the little details of it were so extraordinary. The red fabric that's in it, some of the interior work had all these little stars on it, you know, and his whole, his whole thing is this, is this Russian star thing. And so there were just all these little details that were so extraordinary. And also it was a blast. You know, some people have suits that are a lot harder to work in. I think Scarlet's suit is a bit more rigid in certain ways, but my suit was like, I could be in that all day, man. I would wear that as a, as a one piece for the rest of my life. If they'd give it to me. You're listening to the backstage experience podcast. Uh, we're having a blast. I'm, I'm telling you, uh, David Johnson is here. I'm Dave Morales. We're talking black widow. Another, the next up, I should say, uh, in the summer blockbusters. And I am loving that people are excited. I think there was a bit of nervousness when F9 came out. Everybody was, uh, especially in our industry, was like, how's it going to do? How's it going to do? And of course, it made $70 million in the first weekend. And you're like, oh, okay. I think it would have made more had there not been a pandemic. But $70 million domestically in the United States, and then it's done just huge numbers in the international market. 
Uh, I'm excited about it. I'm excited because we're going to get more of these movies. No more delays. And there are so many more titles coming out this year that we'll be covering and we will have for you here on the Backstage Experience podcast. And I'm thinking of Mission Impossible. I mean, all the ones that, oh. that we've been... Oh, dude, I know. It's going to be so <laughs> good. So ben, even Top the other Gun. Top Gun. Dude, Ed, both Tom yes. Cruise movies. I hope we get Tom Cruise. <laughs> I will be honest with you. Uh, I, a total disclaimer. He doesn't do a lot of interviews, and he rarely yeah. does them in person. Uh, we're backstage, Joel. We take you backstage. I'll give you some backstage stuff. David, you may not even know this. Tom Cruise prefers to do interviews in a red carpet setting because it's, yeah. there's other people there. You're not going to ask him about personal stuff. When I'm in the room with these actors and actresses, it's just them and I talking, and, and that leaves it. Granted, there are publicists watching, but it, you know, it leaves them, uh, you know, in a vulnerable. I, I would say to if a reporter went in there and wanted to ask personal questions. You remember my story about Ryan Gosling and why he won't go on Entertainment Tonight and he talks to us because we don't do that. That's something I will not do. John Stenball, who also does interviews, you've done some interviews for us. We won't go there. I, that's that. I'm I'm gonna stay firm on that. I don't care about the gossip and sleaze. We want to talk about, and that's what you hear in the interviews that we, you know, uh, profile and that we have on our on our shows, be it the live stream, YouTube, or even this podcast. Yep. I I'm not going to go there, and that's why we do get a lot. But I hope we get Tom Cruise uh, with two films coming out this year. I think we have a shot. But Scarlett Johansson, uh, who we've talked to several times, is amazing. Um, she's one of those that you walk into the room, and I. I remember not as much anymore because she smiles and go to the YouTube channel, our YouTube channel backstage. Well, and she, she recognized me and you know, it's like, but I was intimidated by her in the beginning because she is mm. a very confident actress. She knows what she's doing. She's a pro dude. It's great. It's, it's, it's interesting that you noted that because I think that's something, especially about Scarlett, that being one of the only consistent, uh, female female stars in the mcu that's something that she's probably developed over time that ability to like command a room or be confident in that space because especially early on the mcu it was just her like she was one of the only like female stars it was her and i'm sorry uh gwyneth paltrow and they were like the only two that were in the early marvel movies now as you know marvel has changed and evolved now we have uh, Letitia Wright and we have uh, Evangeline Lilly and all, all the different stars you know but early on it was just her and so I think that comes from you know time after time of being the only lady in the room knowing how to command respect from a bunch of different people. Natasha Romanoff and the actress that plays Yelena her name is Florence Pugh here they are. We promised you and we built it up and I know you'll be happy to hear it. Uh, these are the actresses talking Black Widow right here on the Backstage Experience podcast. I'm so pumped. How <laughs> excited are you? I'm so, super excited. I mean, it's been the journey to get to this theatrical release has been one no one none of us could have ever predicted. Um, you know, when we wrapped the film last summer, the summer before last summer, um, what year is it? I don't even know. Uh, we, you know, we had such a quick turnaround. We were really, we were supposed to deliver this May 1st. That was, you know, Kevin Feige gave us that date and we all, you know, had it in our sights and it was slightly terrifying. It was the shortest 
turnaround of any Marvel feature of, of course, Kate Shortland and I were like, of course, yay, we get that honor, that privilege. Um, and when the pandemic hit, you know, it was the circumstances were, were really unfortunate. It also allowed us time to fine tune this film in ways, uh, you know, and really, I think, make it the best version of what it could be. And that's what we're delivering now. And so um, I, I hope the wait is worth it. It's amazing. It Florence, <laughs> who, who is who is Florence? Who is the first person that you told when you found out you were part of Black Widow? Oh, my goodness. It must have been. Well, actually, I, I, I when I was a part of it, I think it must have been Zach. It was definitely Zach because I was with him at the time when I accepted it. And then I called my younger sister because she is so into all of this stuff. And I think she just screamed for a solid five minutes. Um, I think everybody was just more just they just couldn't. It's so hard to imagine yourself actually in one because you watch them and you're like, God, that must be so cool. God, one day I hope. And then to actually say to your your mates who watch these films religiously that you're in one is like, it's, it was the coolest uh, moment for many, for many people. You are listening to the Backstage Experience podcast with myself, David Johnson, and Dave Morales. And this has been an awesome episode as we discussed Black Widow, Marvel's newest film in theaters and on Disney Plus premiere. Uh, usually during the end of the episode, Dave gives his thoughts on the movies, but because we both saw the movie, we get to both give our closing thoughts on the movie. So, Dave, I'm going to let you go first. All right. Uh, history making in this episode. This is a historical <laughs> episode that will one day end up in the Library of Congress. Hey, <laughs> one can hope. Uh, everybody will look back fondly on this episode and say, hey, that's the one where David and Dave actually saw the movie before <laughs> while they recorded the, the episode. Look, Black Widow uh, was... Uh, for me, a very highly anticipated standalone Marvel movie, as I've said several times throughout this episode, did not disappoint. Even the fact that it does have a, a bit of a lengthy runtime, these movies do have that runtime, so I recommend a small soda. You really <laughs> don't want to take a bathroom break because, and as I've also said in this episode, you miss something, then you'll kind of get lost. Yep. But not as lost as, say, an Avengers 1 which I did get lost in and even watching it and not taking a break. So my point <laughs> is, is that it flows really well. You, there are some things that you're going to have to remember. Uh, like David said earlier, uh, previous films going back, you know, to previous movies where the black widow was, was, you know, portrayed uh, where the storyline takes place, but just kind of remember that in the back of your mind. And I would say, Google it after you get, home you know after the yep. movie it's it's not it's not it's not my point being that you're not going to be so disappointed like oh i'm lost and i don't know what's going on because no it, it it's yeah it is these movies are complicated but this one is is okay here's the word i'm looking for david it's user friendly this movie is user friendly ah. and i hope you agree with me because yes. you don't need to be a rocket scientist to really know the flow to when you when you watch this it's done really well um, so that's all I'm really going to say about it. Cause again, I don't want to do any spoilers. I'm curious now to, to hear your wrap up review <laughs> and your tips. Yes. Maybe you've got to put some tips yes. in there. I'm going to do tips first. Uh, like you said, it, it does run two and a little bit more. So, uh, make sure you go to the bathroom beforehand. Uh, Dave said a very good point that it is user friendly, meaning 
The only thing you need to know before going into the movie, like I said earlier, is that this takes place between Captain America Civil War, which was the third Captain America movie, and Avengers Infinity War, which is the first time, like, you see Thanos on screen, like, taking out everybody. It takes place between those movies, and it's a self-contained story. Those are the only things that you really need to know going in, but I highly, highly, highly suggest if you're able to, Watch this movie in the theater. This is probably one of Marvel's best movies in a while. Uh, as a solo film, when you think about, you know, the, the original Iron Man movie or Black Panther or Doctor Strange, you start, you know, listing all of these solo films. Black Widow is amongst the top of those movies. Uh, one of the things that makes it very good is that in the past couple of years, Marvel has kind of shied away from we're doing a marvel movie into territories of we're doing a certain style of genre that has some marvel in it this movie is it feels like a jason bourne and james bond spy thriller with some marvel sprinkled into it and so ultimately those are the type of fight scenes that you're getting like dave said the fight scene in, the fight scenes in this movie are incredible and actually scarlett johansson talked about it in her in her part of the interview was that because the movie got pushed back, they were able to fine-tool some CGI and some special effects and stuff like that. And I believe that's one of the reasons why the movie looks as good as it does, because it's absolutely stunning. So I would, I, I am with Dave 100%. You need to watch this movie in the theater if you are able to. Before we wrap, David, what was the vibe? What was the feeling as everybody walked out of the theater? You saw it again. I'll remind everybody listening at our Houston premiere of The Black Widow. What was the vibe? What did everybody like? Was it like, oh, man, that was awesome. What were people saying when they were leaving? Pretty pretty much. It was a mix of, man, that was awesome. And please stay to the end because there is an end credit scene. And so after the end credit scene, people were either shocked at what they did in the end credit scene. Or they were like, wow, that was a really good movie. So there was a mix of people like dazed because they were like, oh, my gosh, that means yada, yada, yada. Or there were people going, man, that was really awesome. I got to see it again. And you said yada, 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 yet a Seinfeld reference. I yep. love it. All right. Uh, we want to thank everybody <laughs> for listening. Be sure to follow us. Don't forget, David is an incredible daily podcast. It's called the uh, Backstage Daily, and you can find it anywhere podcasts are. You found us here, so you can also search for the Backstage Daily. That's your entertainment news headlines in seven minutes or less, and David does a great job with it. Those are also posted on our social channels, so uh, follow us on Facebook. Uh, by the way, speaking of movie premieres, we have uh, different groups all around the country. We have a Houston movie premiere, Dallas movie premiere, and we do some pop-up giveaways if they pop up for those markets. The other day, actually, it was for Black Widow. We did a giveaway uh, in the Houston movie premiere, so search in Facebook. Houston movie premieres, and you'll be able to join that group. You are invited. Uh, we're one big happy family. And uh, Twitter, Backstage Joel. <laughs> YouTube, of course, go to Backstage Joel. If you want to watch these interviews and actually see Scarlett, see Florence, see David, see the director, uh, search for us on our YouTube channel. Subscribe. Hit that notifications bell button. And, uh, yeah, check out what we have on that page. We have a really fun episode coming up next week. Tell everybody what we're talking about, David, and take us home. So Dave is talking about next week, we are discussing Space Jam, A New Legacy. So we are talking to Don Cheadle and the cast of the sequel to the first Space Jam movie, you know, starring the one and only Michael Jordan. This one stars LeBron James, and we are going to have a great time next week. So 
like Dave said earlier, make sure you're subscribed to both the Backstage Daily and the Backstage Experience podcast. Make sure you are following us on our social platforms at Backstage Capital OL. You can find us everywhere at Backstage Capital OL. We hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode and we will see you next week.